What's up, what's up, everybody? How's it going? This is uh, Countering the Culture Podcast. Just want to say God bless you guys. Welcome to you know our podcast here. Just want to introduce myself. My name is Stephen Filan. You can call me Brother Stephen. I got my brother right here. I got another brother coming right now. Um, before we get we open things up, we just want to start with a word of prayer. So, uh, Brother Abel, if you want to start us off. Amen. Praise God. If we could just bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day, my God, and we just ask that you bless each and every one of us, Lord. Bless those who are tuning in with us, my God, and just bless this podcast, Lord. Bless my brothers who are who have a word for you guys, who have a word, Lord Jesus, for the for the people viewing, my God, for the people listening, my Lord, wherever they're at, my God. And we just pray in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we just want to welcome you guys out. This countering the culture podcast. Um, I also want to say thank you <laughs> to our pastors, you know, just for giving us this time and allowing us to be here. And um, I just want to open up with a, our mission statement first. So our mission statement for the podcast is to spread the gospel to the nations and encourage the next generation to seek after God and a society that denies his very existence. Okay, with this podcast, I just want to um, basically what, you know, I, I had a, a few months ago, I had a, a vision, God gave me a vision and um, you know, growing up, I just, I love sports a lot, and I always wanted to have a podcast about sports and um, be able to sit down with some people and talk about basketball, football, baseball, whatever it was. And um, as I as I got older, you know, that kind of that kind of went away. But um, recently, God gave me the vision, you know, turning something into a to something for God, you know. So with that podcast for sports, I just He gave me a vision. And allowed me to start this up for, you know, talk about Christ and and to help people out and bring them to the Lord, you know. But um, I just want to start with a testimony, um, short, but um, it's how I gave my, my life to, to Christ. Um, just growing up, I, I grew up in a church, and um, my parents, you know, they brought us up in church, taught us well. But I think um, as I got older, I kind of drifted away, wanted to do my own thing, kind of rebellious. And, um, you know, during high school, um, started drinking with my friends, started smoking weed here and there, you know, doing things that kids do and, and getting in trouble. And um, I always felt like something was missing, but just never knew what it was. And I always try to fill that void with, you know, having fun and partying with my friends and going out all the time. And, um, you know, it wasn't until about two years ago, I was going through a rough time in my life and... Um, you know, I, I didn't know where to go, and um, just I turned to a, a dark spot in my in my life, and, and God was there, and uh, he brought me out, and I just want to say, you know, praise God, and just, you know, whatever it is you're going through right now, I know it seems kind of dark, but um, there's always, you know, brighter days ahead. I, ha I had a question just um, about coming to God for you, like, in the dark times and, and when you're going through your lowest and you didn't see a way out, like how did God show you that way? How did God show you that there's, there's freedom? Yeah, so um, of course at the time, you know, you don't, you don't really see a way out until, um, until Christ comes and just sheds that light, you know, in the darkness. And, and for me, that was, um, you know, seeing my brother um, 
how he, he was going to church and changing his life, you know, slowly, but he was, he was doing it. And my sister-in-law, his wife, just seeing that and um, just seeing the change and other people. So um, I think, well, you know, with the, with the podcast that, that definitely, I, I believe that can help people, you know, because in my darkest times, I saw other people and how they were changing their life. And that encouraged me to do better and, you know, all glory to God, of course, because at the end of the day, he's, he does all the work. But I think that he uses, he uses people in your life to, to bring you. And, um, you know, I think with the podcast, we can bring hope and encourage people and bring them the word of God and, and the truth. Because I think uh, in today's age, this generation, they're looking for something, but... Uh, you know, they're looking in all the wrong places and, and drugs, alcohol, um, whatever it is, you know, um, gangs. They're looking for a family, somebody to love them. And um, a lot of people are, are hurting themselves. And I think, you know, a way that we can we can help people is just spread the word of God and the gospel. And, um, you know, we've been we all have different stories here, but we've been in places that you might be in. You know, so and we can give you a word of encouragement to to help bring you out. And, you know, we can have that brotherhood. Amen. And, you know, for those of you who don't know me, or I wasn't formally introduced. You know, my name is Brother Abel, as you know, Stephen had mentioned in the beginning. And that's, you know, something that we want to do. That's something that we wanted to do um, with this podcast, countering the culture. Stephen um, brought it up to me a couple months back. Before the, before the pandemic happened, you know, we planned to start this podcast. And after everything that happened, it got delayed. And, you know, it was really discouraging because we planned this months ago. But God had a purpose and a reason for it coming to light in the month of July. And so um, I firmly believe it that this podcast is going to impact. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to yeah. impact not only, you know, the next generation, but every generation, you know, especially the next generation because, you know, society society today, it's, it's decaying. You know, you see the immorality going around. You see the, the church. Where is the church at? You know, where is Christians at? Not, not a lot of people know what a true Christian is or how yeah. a true Christian acts or how they... They're supposed to act. There's always this, um, this image that... Um, a worldly they, image. Yeah, there's this a worldly image of a Christian, you know, that we're, we're hypocrites, that we, yeah. we like to be basically the Christian. Some Christians have infiltrated, they say they're Christians, have infiltrated, and they've twisted the yeah. idea of what a true Christian means and what we're called to do as people of God. And this, you know, podcast, what we want to do is we want to shed light on things. You know, we want to give our Christian worldview that God places in our hearts as yeah. Christians, you know. And that's something that's really important. Yeah, and, um, you know, just to kind of cover, you know, like like you said, the the though today's society will kind of throw at you like their their way of getting through things and how you deal with things and and how you're supposed to think and how you're supposed to handle things and 
and God says otherwise, you know, it says in his word. And I think that we have to always go back to that. And by all means, we're not saying that we're perfect because we're not, Amen. you know, we all fall short of the glory every day. But, um, you know, to strive to be better and live a godly life and and to always put God first, you know, and ultimately um, live toward, more towards like Christ and every single day. Um, it's not a we don't it's. It's a spiritual warfare, and like every day we have to kill our flesh and and get better every single day, yeah. grow every day, yeah. and turn away from sin every day. Yeah, and and this and to add something else, you know, we're not we're not here to play games. We're not here, you know, playing a game every day. And um, to us, this is this is real life. You know, this is life and death, like literally life and death yeah. situations. And, and there's people out here that are are dying that need. They need Jesus, and people aren't giving it to him. You know, we, and I think we're all guilty of this. We walk past people every day that that need the gospel. You know, that are that are wanting Jesus, but they can't find it anywhere. And that's and that may be you. You know, you may be at home, and you may be wanting to know questions. You're asking questions, but you want to ask questions, but you don't know who to go to, and you might be embarrassed or whatever the case may be. But you know, we just want to shed light and, and give you, encourage you guys and, and answer some of those questions for you guys, you know. And um, I think that's very important for us to do here on this podcast. Amen. And that's, that's one of the main reasons why we wanted to start this podcast was to answer those questions yeah. that, that, uh, that come across our mind that we're too afraid to ask. You know, this, this podcast is for that reason, you know, because we do have questions. Yeah. We do. We want hope. As people, we desire hope, you know, and the world needs hope. You see it. Everybody out in the streets, people who aren't even on the streets, people who are, you know, living their best life, we all desire hope. That's what we strive for, yeah. you know, and that's what this podcast is here to do is to shed, shed that hope, the hope of Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. that's what got us out. You okay. know, that's what got me out just to give, you know, a little testimony that, you know, there is hope in Christ. You know, growing up in a in a home that I had a dad, you know, I had a father, and and so I was able to know that fatherly love, but he left my life at an early age, so that really impacted me, you know, from knowing that love, and then him leaving, it really damaged that, that love, you know, that I had, and it warped my mind, and that got me into the streets, you know, that got me involved in bad influences, influences around me. And in reality, I just needed that, that love from a father. And it wasn't, only, it wasn't <coughs> until I came to Christ or came to know Jesus that, that he filled that void that, I've been try, that I was trying to fill with drugs, with women, you know, with things of the world, worldly Amen. passions. And the world can only offer you temporary things. It only gives you temporary happiness. And when I came to Christ, he gave me something so much more. And that's what I want to, my goal, my personal goal, you know, that I put for the, you know, being a part of this podcast was to give that hope, to shed that light, you know, that there is hope in Christ. Amen. And Brother Abel, I don't know if you can, you would want to go into a little bit deeper into your testimony, like, because I know, like, seeing you in church, you know, and just serving God and 
with the suit on every Sunday, doing your best for, for God. But looking at you, I would never know. You know, you told me your testimony. I would never know your testimony. I would have never thought that. Maybe yeah. you can go a little bit deeper. Yeah, just for the, the people that are watching so they get a better understanding. Amen. So, um, actually, so my, my father had left when I was about 10, about 10 years old. So I had knowledge, you know, of what a dad is. And, you know, it was 10 is, is, is an age where you start to form your own identity through the age of 10 to 20. That's when you I think that's when you when you kind of need your father the most. That's when you need the fa your father the most. Yeah. You know, in my life and even you know in everybody's life, because when you're ten, that's when and I you're kind of yeah. start. Hey, you know, I like yeah. these things, or you know, you kind of start developing your own um, mm -hmm. your own taste. And without my dad, I kind of didn't know where I was going. So eleven, twelve comes and. I, all I see is things that I see on TV, you know, like gangs and, you know, I watch these movies and then I go on, you know, YouTube at the time and it was just all these gang, gangster rap influences and just the people around me that I seen out in the streets, you know, going from to school, from school to home. And I began to see that as like, hey, maybe that's the way, you know, maybe that's what makes me a man. Yeah. You know, or maybe that's the idea of the man. So when I was 12, I started hanging out with a bad group of people um, who were older than me, and that's when every, that's when my life started to go into those. You know, hey, this is cool. You know, yeah. um, like they introduced me, you know, to to drugs, to weed, to coke, you know, to drinking, to to lean or permethazine. And I even got, <laughs> it even came to a point, you know, when I was 12 years old when I, I had got my first tattoo. Like, we did it at a park. My <laughs> friend gave me my <laughs> first tattoo at a park. Like, we were just, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Yeah. And it was, it was to satisfy the emptiness inside of me that they've accepted me. Because I've always wanted that acceptance yeah. that I didn't get from my dad. Yeah. You know, that dad left and. I just wanted to be accepted, you know, I wanted to know why, like, was it me? And that really messed with my mind and hanging out with older people with their own ideologies, um, what's the word, their own ideologies coming into my young mind, I started to develop what they thought. Yeah, you picked so up on it? Easily influenced. Mm -hmm. I was easily influenced by them and I wasn't Christian, I didn't grow up in a Christian household, I grew up in you know, a Catholic um, background. So what I knew of God was from a Catholic background, which is, you know, you just do good and, you know, you just live a good life as long as you're good to people, mm -hmm. you know, you're okay. <laughs> um, you know, as long as you say some of the prayers, you know, you go to a, um, I forgot what it's called. Catechism. 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 <laughs> you go to catechism, you know, and do all that stuff. To me, it was like, man, where's God at? Like, my dad left. Like, where is God? So I kind of got distorted. And then a lot of my friends that are the people that I hung out with that I thought were my friends um, were like atheists. Or, and they like, you know, 
dark, they like dark stuff. You know, they like satanic things. And me being so young, I started gripping onto that. So I didn't, I grew up, I started to become an atheist, you know, at a young age. And, you know, just the age of information that we live in mm -hmm. really affected my mind. Because, you know, you can search up anything on YouTube. Or you can <laughs> search up anything on Google. Mm -hmm. You know, so what they would tell me, I'd search up and I'd look into it. And, you know, it just started to mess with my mind. I started to become... You started feeling like corrupted in your mind? Yeah, I became emotionless. Emotionless. Yeah. Emotionless. You know, like I didn't have true feelings for anything. You know, I just felt dark. Yeah. Like I just felt like empty. You know, there was no real feelings, to be honest with you. Like I had no feelings. And that's something I still struggle with today, you mm -hmm. know, because my father being gone, you know, that was my excuse when I was younger. Like, oh, you know, like my dad's gone, you know, like that means. You can act out. That means that you can, that anybody can leave. Yeah. You know, it really severed my bond with people, you know, with my family, with my friends. Like that really damaged me because, you know, in my mind I said like, they can leave anytime they want. Yeah. So like what makes them, what makes me, you know, want to hold on to them? It, it made me kind of distance, like, distance myself, like, man, I don't need this. Yeah. Like, leave. And, you know, that's a toxic trait that the enemy wants to use, you know, mm -hmm. because that grew up to be trust issues. I grew up to be, like, that I can leave whenever I want. Like, I'm not, like, it doesn't matter what, what they say or what they, it doesn't matter what bond I have with them, yeah. you know. And I still struggle with that today, you know, but it's God's grace and God's mercy that helps me know, you know, I do have an importance in their lives, you know, they're important to me. And, and if I could just say, like, um, it's, a, it's a good point that you bring that up is you struggle with that today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people think, you know, they see us as men of God, Christians, and, and they think we don't go through certain situations similar to them, or, yeah. and you still struggle with that today. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's God's grace on your life that helps you get through that day by day. Yeah, and I think it's important that you, you know, um, how you you talk about your father, you know, and, and how he just left. And, um, you know, I think it's important, like, how God's still working in your life. And, and um, you know, you're, you're breaking that cycle, you know. So when, when, you, when you have a family and you have kids, like, you know, you know how important important it is to be there in the home and to be with your family and, and never leave and, and the impact that it can it can be on your child or your right. wife, or, you know, your family or just your your brothers, you know, I know you have a, a younger brother that um, you look after, so I think it's very important. Amen. Amen. You know, that's what you know, God God instituted the family. Yeah. You know, he instituted the father to lead the home, to be the priest of the home. Amen. And the one thing that you see today, you know, all over the world, and especially in the United States, is the lack of a father figure. Yeah. You know, because the enemy knows that if he can take the father figure out of the home, then the whole family goes down. It's even been proven. You know, um, I'm, you know, <laughs> growing up with, you know, in the age of information, like I said, information comes so easy, it comes so fast. Yeah. So I was always, so I always, um, I, I grew up um, 
curious. I was always curious about everything, you know. So um, I would always search up. Even today, you know, I like to search up statistics and search up facts because these are true facts. You know, these things <laughs> are happening. Like they're not opinions or um, just made up, like false. just thrown like, yeah, out there. Yeah, it's not like numbers that are made up. No, it's been proven that, you know, if you take the father out of the house, then the whole family goes down. And, you know, Satan knows that that if he takes the dad. That's yeah. why you see today, a lot of men aren't stepping up. But what is a man? You know, society today tells, just trying to redefine gender roles. Yeah. You know, it's trying to redefine what a man is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a true man is one who chases after God. Yeah. That's what a true yeah. man is. That's what I yeah. learned. You know, it's not what the world says, you know, oh, as long as I got a job, as long as I'm providing, you know. Yeah. As long exactly. as I have nice things. And, and, and I think, you know, you know, just to add on to that, like the world will, will say um, a man is to hide his feelings and not express himself. And, um, you know, to, to drown his pain away in alcohol and drugs and, you know, those type of things. But I think it's very important that, uh, that the, the man should always seek God. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that, that we seek God and, and we seek him every day, every moment of, of the day. You know, that's how we get through our lives. And mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that, then, you know, we'd, we'd, be, we'd be dead a long time ago or we'd, we'd be on the streets, you know. So. Do you, um, did you want to talk a little bit about your testimony? Yeah, I could share <laughs> a little bit. Uh, my name is Nico Falan. Um, a member here at Step of Faith Church. Uh, me and my wife are the youth leaders and just want to go a little bit back into my testimony. You know, me and my brother, Stephen, um, well, we grew up in church and, but we never had a relationship with God. We went to church every Sunday sometimes ties and I mean you know they gave an offering but <laughs> or never, never. <laughs> yeah or never <laughs> but there's never um, a relationship with God it was just go on Sundays yeah. and be a good person you know so I mean after Sunday even maybe the night before like I growing up you, you start to do whatever you want because there's no structure there's no I didn't have a uh, my pastor's phone number I didn't have brothers around me you know to teach me and um, I grew up like that, and I grew up thinking, like, just go to church on Sunday, you'll be good, and just do good, don't hurt nobody, and um, I started, I don't know how many people know this, but, like, or family watching, but for me, I started drinking at 13, at a young age, hanging around with the older crowd, and um, I thought it was fun, I, I was trying to fit in, hanging around with older people, and drinking at 13 and later on getting into smoking weed. I never did no major drugs, no hard drugs, but just that's the life that I was living. That's what I thought was okay is I could get drunk on Saturday and go to church Sunday and I'm good. Mm -hmm. Come home from church and maybe that night get drunk again. And um, a few years, probably about five years ago, um, just like guilty by association, being with uh, some friends and ended up being shot at and very serious, shot at 10 times and not one of those bullets hit anybody in the car. Um, and I'm talking about, like you, you have to see the car, you have to see it 
10 bullets, you, you just, you don't really get to see the car. You don't really get to see the scene, but um, a bullet hole through my collar shirt, like inches away from my neck, um, bullet holes through my headrest, through the passenger headrest, like all my windows are shot out. It's just, there's no ex explanation for how we survived it, but God. Yeah. Every Crazy detective, guy. every cop, every everybody that re went to that scene let me know like, hey, like there's somebody looking after you and it's God, it's the man above. Yeah. And I had so many people telling me that like, you have a, there's angels around you and, Amen. and it happened so fast that that night and the next day I was ready to go out again and drink. It didn't phase me because it happened so yeah. fast and I just knew like, oh, like I didn't die, so I'm good. And um, I continue, like I, God tried to call me then and get my attention. I just continued to do what I wanted to do. And um, after that, I, I went through like a d depression, something I never felt before, where like every, every light I was stopped at, every car that would pull up next to me and I had no control of it, I would automatically think this person is gonna shoot me. Like the, the person that's pulling up to me it could be any car, I just automatically thought, and I would tense up like with no control. I would tense up and, and be ready to be shot. And yeah. that's, that's what went through my mind. And it took a while, it took a while for me to get over that. And I didn't understand it because it was something, like I'm a quiet person, but I'm always happy. Like I've, I've never been through that. And after that, you know, you would have thought I learned my lesson, but I continued to do what I wanted to do and just party scene and um, I, f I can't remember how, like if it was a year or how how much time I went by. It was about was, a year and a half later. I was working at me and Ed's and randomly, I had barely started and I was in my car and randomly I just seen somebody running and he pulled out a gun. And to me, in that moment, I just thought like, like what is this guy doing with the like, gun? It just seemed so fake. And he happened to stop right in front of me and he shot twice and I, I moved and I, but now thinking back at it, I moved to the direction of the bullet instead of like dodging it. Cause it's just like random, you know, you just see this guy running with a gun. Like who, who does that? And uh, people just don't understand how close like to death I was like that bullet. I moved towards the bullet and a glass just went all in my eye and and all I could think about is again, like the word again kept coming to me and I, and I got used to that. Like I, I thought that's how I was gonna die. I ended up like pretty much accepting the fact that I'm just gonna die being shot. Like this is, what, this is what's gonna happen to me. And um, down the line, um, you know, I ended up meeting my wife now, but wasn't my wife then. And, you know, I visit the church a few times. I was still going to my church, still doing the same thing, you know, never didn't learn my lesson. And, you know, as time went on and, and God continued to call, call, have a calling on my life and, and I just continued to seek him and, and grow. I, I ended up wanting to grow for God. I ended up wanting to read the Bible and it wasn't forced, you know, I, I wanted that. I wanted to know who was God, who was Jesus. Like, you know, I, I forget the word by the time I leave the church. 
and you know I, I made a decision to to be a member here at Step of Faith Church and the love that was shown to me here and, and I could feel God's presence. I could people actually reach out to me, you, Pastor Manny, just like uh, everyone reaching out to me and showing me love and and you know I felt that Jesus love that I never felt before. And you know still living in sin, still you know, me and my, my wife, who wasn't my wife then, just, we continue to live in sin, and, and, but we continue to seek God. And on his timing, he brought me out of those dark things and finally got married. And now what he has in our life is just amazing. And looking back on it, like, I would have never thought I'd be here. And it's all because of God. There's no other reason. You know, I should have been dead, but God, God protected me through those times, through every. Every time I was in a position where I shouldn't be, I was at a trap house or I was somewhere where everybody had a gun on them and it was just weird. But I just thank God for him protecting me through all of it and ultimately bringing me to him. Praise God. And I think it's, you know, important, you know, just by by watching somebody and observing somebody, how they seek God and, and how God could change their life. I think that's that's important because, like many of us, that's how we come to God, you know. And um, like I said earlier, God put somebody in your life. And, you know, that by my brother coming to church, that helped my parents, you know, um, that helped them come to church and give their life to Christ, rededicate their life to Christ. And, you know, I think at a, even though they were clean off of drugs for over 20 years, I, you know, they were still smoking weed and drinking and, and, you know, just seeing how God delivered them from that and, um, you know, seeing where my life was two, two and a half years ago, two years ago and and how depressed I was and um, suicidal and how bad, you know, I didn't want to be here. I, just, I felt like there was nothing left for me. Um, just seeing how far God has brought me over here, you know, and I and I we have friends, we have family that are in that position. And we we see them daily on social media and how, you know, the way they talk, the way that, the, you know, the things that they post and, you know, and, and you know, and then in private, they'll, they'll message you or call you. And, and it's not putting them out there in any way, but, you know, just because they want, they want, you know, not that they want what you have, but in a way they they do because they want God, you know, they want Christ. And, you know, I believe that that's what we can bring here, you know. And, and just for the, the podcast, like, I know our mission is the same, is to reach as many people as we can. And not for our glory, for all for God's glory. And it's just an, an outlet. I mean, the social media, we, we got to use it for good because it's used in so many bad ways. And we just want to reach the people who maybe right now you, you can't come in, you don't want to come into the church yet or, or there's something stopping you. And you feel like you're not worthy of coming into the church or or you, you just there's something that's holding you back. If you can just watch this podcast and not because of us, but because of what God has. Right. And, and we just want to make that clear. Like this is not for we don't want followers for us. We don't want to make this about us. We want to give all the glory to God. Amen. Amen. And we just want to give you, you guys you know, hope yeah. that there is hope in Christ. Yeah. And the only way, the only hope is in Christ. You know, there's no other, there's nobody else that can do it. Yeah. You know, that's what I've learned, you know, throughout, 
throughout my years, you know, of, of seeking that hope. You know, I had mentioned earlier that there was this emptiness inside of me. You know, there was this emptiness, there was this void, it was like a black void and nothing can fill it, nothing can satisfy it. You know, I thought that, you know, denying God and seeking that lifestyle would do it, but it didn't, you know. Seeking a, a different religion, you know, seeking Buddhism, seeking, you know, like new age spirituality, I thought that would do it because they would always talk about, you know, self-care and, yeah. you know, the that you are God and, <laughs> you know, all these things, right, to make you feel good, to make you have happiness, you know, like you can, you can, you can give yourself happiness and it's a lie, you know, we can't give ourselves happiness, only happiness comes from God, you know, the world can give you temporary happiness, you can be happy in the moment, yeah. but then an hour later, you know, you're going to be in the <laughs> same position, even worse. Amen. And, you know, and you know like our, like, just to let you guys know, like, our our testimonies are, are powerful, you know, all glory to God, like, it's not for us, but, you know, we were once in that spot where you're at, and thinking that we would never get to this point, Amen. you know, and here we are, and, you know, you know, all glory to God, we, we're, we're here, we're alive, and we're, we're here trying to serve God, and, and, you know, for you that, that, you know, you think that you'll never be better or, or get better or have a better life, you know, there's hope. Like, we're here. We did it, you know, by, by you know, all glory That's to God. Right. Amen. Yeah. And, and even the times that we, you know, starting to come to God and, and we turn from him and maybe we go back to that alcohol or that drug and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't help. It doesn't fill that emptiness. You know, the only thing that could give you a peace so you can't even describe it is Jesus Amen. and and I could say that there's so many so many people that back in the world I wanted to be like because they had money they had girls they had like popular stuff like that and and now I have those same people reaching out to me for prayer reaching out when Amen. somebody in their family is going through something Amen. and because they they want they want Jesus but maybe they don't know how Maybe they don't know the peop right people, and and we're we're in a position to to give them that, to guide them, and Amen. and just for Jesus, though. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes, you know, the majority of the time, we're we're scared, you know, because the world gives the image of a Christian, you know, of what a Christian acts like and what a Christian is. So we get scared, you know. We're like we get on the defensive yeah. side. That's one thing that. That, that I struggled with, you know, before I came to Christ, knowing Christ was the image that the world portrays. You know, Christians think they're good and, yeah. you know, they think that, you know, God, like Jesus is the only way. Like, no, like Jesus can't be the only way. You know, we try to, like, there's not a hell, you know, like God wouldn't do that to me. You know, I know that. And in reality, you know, Jesus is the only way because you, you experience him. You know, when you have that encounter with Christ, it'll change you forever. It did for me. Yeah. You know, when I heard about Jesus, the act, the true Jesus of the gospel. You know, I'm not talking about the false Jesus that the world um, portrays, you know, just as a good man, a good teacher who was just, you know, someone who started a new religion. No, it's the son of God. Yeah. It's the one who came and died for you. 
personally. Because, you know, when he was on that cross, he thought about you. Amen. He had your name Amen. in mind. You know, the Bible talks about that God knows our name. He doesn't just call us a group of people. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't say that group or that person. No, he says Abel. You know, he says Stephen. He says Nico. He says it. He calls us by our name. He thought about us when he was on the cross and he said, I'm dying for Nico. I'm dying for Abel. I'm dying for Stephen. I'm dying for you. He thought Amen. about you. No other, no other religion does that. Amen. You know, no other, other religion preaches that. And That's what I discovered, you know, in my journey, you know, to Christ. Amen. And I think, uh, you know, at times where, you know, you, I get tired and I get depressed and, you know, there I am wanting to, you know, go to go to a restaurant or right now we can't, but, you know, before or go to the store and buy a beer and or call one of my old friends and, you know, let's hang out or or, you know, call a girl or whatever. And, you know, we get in those our worldly mind. And um, every time I get to that moment, I just I I sit back and I think about what Jesus went through on that cross, you know, how he was like tortured and, you know, uh, brutally like beat. Like, you know, I don't think people understand how bad he was beat. And for me, that that brings me to a place where, you know, I, I think about that and I think about what he did for me. So like, it's not, it's not worth, it's not worth it turning my back on Jesus after, after he died for me, you know? So I think that's very, you know, very important to share. And, and I just want to add, if, if you feel like you're struggling, like you don't know where to go, you don't know, a lot of people don't like change. They're, they're so comfortable in the way they, they're living. I just want to encourage you to try Jesus, try him. Like I can guarantee you if, if you just surrender fully to him, like your life will never be the same. Like it will mm -hmm. never be the same. Fully surrender yourself to him. You know, put that bottle down, put that cigarette down, put that blunt down. It's not, it's temporary. You know, this love that Jesus ha has for us is this relationship that we have with him. It's, I mean, we see, we see so many um, miracles and just God working mm -hmm. on our life daily. And we have to trust in him and, and let him, let him live in us and lead us and I just want to encourage you guys just to try Jesus. Reach out to us, one of us, you know, on social media if you have to, if you have our numbers. Just be encouraged Amen. to reach out and, Amen. you know, get a Bible or something. I have like 10 Bibles at home I've been trying to pass out, but I just want to encourage you guys, you know, reach out to us. And Amen. we, you know, Amen. we go through a lot of the same situations as you guys do um, just because we go to church and, you know, we're not that much different, uh, but we have Jesus. Amen. And this is that's what this podcast is about. You know, it's about, you know, we want to be here for you guys. We want to ask your questions. Anything you guys have, you know, if you guys just want prayer or, you know, anything, this is what we wanted this podcast to be about. It's about answering questions. You know, it's about praying for you guys. It's about showing you guys that, that what Christ has done in our lives, he can do with your guys' lives. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and, um, you know, we just want to wrap it up here and, you know, we want to thank you guys for watching and giving us, you know, the time to speak to you guys and pour into you guys' life, you know, by God, not by us. And, um, you know, we just want to say, you know, um, have faith in God and, and, you know, 
have hope and 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 he will do you know miracles in your life if you if you seek him and uh we just want to let you know you, you know we can subscribe to our channel on on youtube and we're going to be live on july 26th on youtube and we have a you can follow us on on apple Podcasts and spotify under the name countering the culture and uh, we just want to say you know god bless you thank you and we want to close it out with a word of prayer yeah so i'll close it on prayer um just connect with us we 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 really want to encourage you guys to connect and and um if god places us in a position to help you we're here so we could just bow our heads and father god we just come humbly before you father god just thanking you for another day a day to repent father god another day to seek your face father god we just give you all the honor and the glory father let anybody that was watching let this let us be a use us father god so we can touch their hearts father god they could receive it in their hearts father god for your glory, Father God. It's not about us, Father God. Let it reach as many people as you want it to, Father God, on your time. And we just thank you for every single day for working in our lives, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.